Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And welcome back to Bar Down Breakdown, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. And tonight, Mikey and Justin are hanging with our new homie, Benny Drawbars, from the Seattle Kraken, the organist that's just ripping through the most killer set list you'll ever hear an organist play, playing some mom jeans and just friends and just all the tunes. So, Benny, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, sometimes like social media algorithms just get it right. And <laughs> they got it right on the perfect day. Like I'm just scrolling through the bar down account and I see that maybe it was Sammy that shared it or maybe it was just friends that shared it. But it was just a nice zoom in shot of you ripping through just friends Zaza on the beach or Zaza in the sun. And I was just like, this is freaking awesome i sometimes i would never have guessed that yeah sometimes the, the the overlap of that venn diagram uh it can be a bit of a sliver but uh sometimes you find it all the same you know it's crazy how sometimes how spot on it is and it was uh just the coolest thing i've ever seen so i, I was instantly <laughs> sliding into piper shaw's dms i was like piper who is this man and tell me everything about it nice well i'm i'm flattered <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess just walk me through like how that came to be that clip that caught my attention and caught, you know, some people from this circle's attention. 
Yeah. So uh, this is my second year playing organ for the team. Um, and definitely last year was kind of the MO was, all right, can I survive through the end of what ended up being an extended season? Uh, you know, it's a lot of home games. Um, I choose to make my life harder and try and play different stuff every night. So a lot of it was, last season was just trying to figure out, okay, can I do this uh, without freaking out and um, trying to figure out, well, what do I want to do different this year? Um, there's actually, you know, there aren't that many sports organists, but um, it's kind of a, a close knit community and everybody kind of keeps up with what everyone else is doing. Um, and so you have like Jeremy Boyer, who plays for the Blues, that um, posts a bunch of videos on Instagram um, just to kind of show off what it is that we kind of do behind the scenes that sometimes if you're not in the building that much, you don't you might not know that there's someone at, you know, hockey games or baseball games playing organ. Um, so, you know, watch what he does or Josh Cantor, who plays for the Red Wings, you know, baseball. But, um, you know, both of those folks have cultivated a nice online presence. Um, so, you know, people like Lindsay Imber down with Anaheim. Um, so I thought, well, goal to try and uh, do things a little differently this year as well. Why don't I try and figure out how to record some stuff, put it online um, so that people that aren't lucky enough to be uh, at Climate Pledge, uh, particularly because there's, you know, Kraken fans all around the world, even though they've only been around for a couple of years. There's, you know, there's a guy in Sweden who, you know, got in touch with me, stuff like that. Um, you listen to, you know, some other Kraken podcasts and there's fans in Germany and all over the place. So it's like um, trying to figure out how to just show that side of what uh, what we're bringing, bringing to the show um, to other people. So I said, well, let's try and take some videos. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, um the that's just what was in the playlist that particular day um a couple games prior uh in i had there's a like a more of like a funk band kind of thing um called lawrence and i had you know recorded a video playing one of their kind of newer tunes and i tagged them in it and they seemed super excited um so i figured well let's try it again with the just friends crew and uh see what anyone has to think about it and uh, that's how it finds way to you that's so awesome so <laughs> I'm guessing like, you know, year one, you're playing all the like classic organ hits, right? Like you're playing the hits. Now, year two, you have the flexibility. Can you kind of just run with it? They they kind of give you free reign. Even last year, it was kind of for the most part. Uh, luckily, I don't know if I'm just flying un under the radar enough uh, that I have a little bit of carte blanche to do what I want. But uh, even last year, um, you know, I threw never meant after an away goal. Uh, you know, stuff like that. So it's always been kind of a, you know, I appreciate that they give me a lot of leeway to pick what I think would work. Um, and, you know, I work closely with our music director and, you know, we'll have discussions about, oh, you should try this or this might work. Um, but, you know, even last year, it was just um, trying to cultivate as diverse as a playlist as possible, uh, partially because, you know, you have a lot of different folks that are coming to games. So, yeah, you want to, you know, you play some ACDC or you'll play just some of the, like, you know, the classic organ chants and, you, you know, do let's go Krakens, that kind of stuff. Um, but what even last year I found kind of got people engaged in what's going on is when they hear something they don't expect. Uh, so, you know, like last year, I ended up playing a bunch of hooks from like Dr. Dre songs um, or Snoop Dogg, which isn't if you think about, you know, what someone is going to play on an organ at a stadium, uh, that might not be what comes to mind first. And I think uh, 
that's a little more exciting. It kind of catches you off guard, but once you realize what's going on, it makes uh, that much more kind of a memorable experience. So, you know, when I'm trying to figure out what am I going to play at any particular game, I'll try and pick stuff from, you know, all sorts of corners and throw in like an old Johnny, uh, old Johnny Cash tune, you know, throw in some Led Zeppelin, but then, you know, also sneak in stuff like Zaz on the Sun by uh, Just Friends because people might not know it, but um, that case in particular was one where uh, we also have a marching band uh, that plays at the hockey games and a bunch of my friends are in that, you know, local musicians um, that we were chatting after the game. Like, oh, what was that song you played? And I said, oh, this one? And like, yeah, like that was awesome. They didn't know what it was. So it's, you know, kind of a way to also expose people to music that they might not have thought about and, you know, kind of be an ambassador for especially, you know, some smaller groups or indie labels, stuff like that, and kind of getting some of that out in the world. It's funny that you said that too, because I, th I think like, I, I always like when you hear something being played on an organ that's not typically, you know, I don't know, the, just what you would want to play on an organ. And one of, the, one of the songs recently, and by recently, I mean in the last like four years that I really listened to, that I really enjoyed was um, John Mulaney on Kid Gorgeous his radio music hall they were playing lithium by nirvana on it yeah and i was listening to it i go i know that song like what is that and then i saw like and on the credits because i always have closed caption on everything it was just nirvana like lithium nirvana playing on organ i'm like that is so sick yeah well you know especially talking to uh you know a kraken fan and employee here lithium was like that's a good one to get going you know mm -hmm. makes you think of racking up some points finding the back of the net but uh, yeah, it is. That's and it's it's a good way to combine the tradition that you know sports organ has been around since you know before they had PA speakers that were loud enough to play any sort of live music. You had you know you think about. I grew up in Chicagoland, and the old Chicago Stadium had just an absolutely deafening old pipe organ because the technology was around when they built the stadium, and that was the loudest thing you could get to play music at the time. So you have this rich tradition. Um, but you know, as we move forward into the 21st century, there's definitely ways to still keep it relevant and make it exciting, even though it in some ways is kind of quote unquote old tech. Yeah. I guess I just didn't realize that every arena didn't have an organist. And, you know, I grew up as a New York Islander fan. We have Paul Cartier Cartier, yeah. but he also does the, the New York Yankees as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's iconic. You know, you, you play the chicken dance at a New York Islander game and you're going to have 18,000 people yelling, you know, the Rangers suck. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the greatest thing ever. And he's leading yeah. a lot of that. And, uh, you know, here in Charlotte, we also have a killer organist. And I'm not too he's, – he's got a really clever name. Greasy Charlotte Keys. Band. Yes, that's Charlotte the Checker. one. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of – as I – check out my local teams have always had organists and i i didn't realize it was such a select few that still have them it is fortunately like hockey you know because the two sports that mostly have them you have baseball is the big one ho hockey some nba teams will have um like um what was it uh dr foster who played for the hawks retired this year but you know he was doing basketball he's done a bunch of all-star games um i know uh Lindsay Ember, who plays for the Ducks uh, for a while, had like a website that uh, would kind of track what teams had organists and where they were. Uh, and hockey was actually one of the ones that I think the majority of the teams have someone at least 
on a part-time basis. I think the guy who plays for the Sharks might be like weekend games only, stuff like that. But it is definitely something that I think the hockey side of you know the sports entertainment world has really leaned into and embraced. Again, it's kind of one of those traditions that I, I don't, don't know the exact number, but I of the 32 teams, if I had to guess, I think it's probably some around 22, 24 of them or something have an organist. So it is super prevalent in hockey, even more so than like in baseball. Yeah, and I think it just it makes sense because of the flow of the game. Like NBA yep. and hockey is pretty continuous throughout mm-hmm. the entire game. And yep. an organist kind of keeps the flow and the energy going when there's dull points and things like that. And I, I appreciate a good organist for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's even, you know, I meant I was talking earlier and I can't remember if it was you know, beforehand or after we got started, but we've got a music director. And so most of, you know, the um, recorded music and stuff, he's got control of that. But because it's so fast paced, a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, sometimes there's transitions that if he has to get prepped for, you know, a big sequence that we have during a timeout and all of a sudden you get an icing that throws kind of a loop into his, you know, because it delays a timeout, throws in a loop. So um, one of the ways that you know, we figured out that I can help him out even. And just to keep that pace going is that, all right, so if there's an icing right before a timeout. I'll take that so he can be ready to uh, right on the jump and keep things moving along. So it's it's nice to have a selection and a variety of tools to, you know, make sure that we're really putting together as best uh, entertainment as we can and keep things going. Now, so I want to take know, a minute the- to shame the teams that don't have organists really quick. <laughs> The Flyers, the Hurricanes, the Stars, the Coyotes, the Knights, and the Oilers, and most recently the Canucks. Same shame. <laughs> I know your name. And Truly. I guarantee you, there are uh, there's some talented folks that would uh, really help up their game if uh, if they're if they're listening and want to try and reach out. You know, I'm sure there's all sorts of people to bring in. Now, you know, we mentioned how the the Kraken are only a few seasons in. Have you started any kind of chants other than like the traditional, like let's go cracking or like, has there been a song that has stuck around? That's like one that you play every game now. And like, there's a call and response kind of thing going on. Um, nothing, not like on an every game basis. There's definitely like a couple of weeks ago. No, well, it's we're we're in a really long homestand. So time currently doesn't have any meaning. So I I, this could have been, (laughs) Thursday or it could have been the you know end of November. Um, but you know, sometimes you think something will pop in your head. So I played I'm gonna be, you know, five parentheses five hundred miles. Um, because that's when I was like, all right, by the time you get the da 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 you can get people involved. Um so stuff like that I'll do periodically, or you know, the claps in blister in the sun are another thing. Um it's like I said, it's not that stuff works really well and it's super exciting uh when you'll get, you know you're just sitting there playing something on a keyboard and then you can make 16,000 people uh, sing a song or whatever. Um, like I said, that's not necessarily kind of, that's not an every game we're going to do this kind of thing. Um, but it is kind of fun to at least have a couple bags and your uh, couple tricks up your sleeve to be able to throw in and, um, you know, a keep people on their toes. So it's not kind of the same thing game after game. Um, but, you know, when I, it, generally if there is a way we can get the crowd involved, we'll find a way to do it. So. I love it. I love it. So I guess uh, walk us through how you linked up with the cracking. Um, was it kind of just a job posting and you applied? Are you a classically trained musician? 
Fill us in. I, I laugh at the classic we've tried. Uh, this is more of a, a circus trick than, uh, <laughs> than uh, you know, playing Rachmaninoff or, or that kind of thing. But um, so it like the seed was planted, I think. So again, like I grew up in Chicago, Cubs fan, um, but I moved out to Seattle in 2015. Um, and I think it was 2017 or maybe 2019, Gary Pressey retired from playing Oregon for the Cubs. And he had worked there for like 22 or 26 years. Like, I think like he had gone thousands of Cub games without missing a game. He'd been there forever and he retired and I had already lived out here. But like a bunch of my friends um, that were still back in Chicago and knew I played keys and had forever. I was like, oh, if only he still lived here, wouldn't it be like cool to try and get this job? And I thought, oh, yeah, that would be a pretty sick gig to you know, show up and play keys at a sports game. Yeah. Uh, how could it get any better? Um, and so I was just in the back of my head and then, you know, 2020 rolls around and that's, you know, we're around when all the press releases about the plans. Cause you know, the NHL had awarded Seattle, the franchise, um, that first press release when they kind of like, here's the name, here's the logo and kind of that first wave of information on that first list. Um, they'd mentioned, Oh, we're going to have an organist in the arena. And I looked at my, at the time fiance and then, said oh well i need to find a way to get this job <laughs> um and you know so 2020 it was like summer 2020 uh i was helping like a neighbor or helping a friend like clean out their backyard um you know because it was outside and it was an easy thing to do uh and it was like you know i was taking breaks and taking water breaks and looking on linkedin to try and find like okay who's in charge of you know this department at the hockey team um but like didn't really get anywhere but like was very like tenaciously trying to find a foot in the door um but then for the first season the crack around um rod masters uh, was the organist uh and he was uh as i'm sure you're probably familiar with the movie Slapshot. uh mm -hmm. so he was the organist in that movie um and he uh kind of kicked everything off the first season there but then after that season was done moved on to some other stuff and so they were trying to find someone else to do it and kind of serendipitously it turned out that like a friend of a friend um worked for the team and said oh you know we got to talking and found out that i do this kind of stuff and said you know hey uh we're looking for somebody you should send me an email and i'll get you know your information and you know send some recordings and stuff i'll get it to where it needs to go um and then one thing led to another and that eventually turned into an interview and playing some tunes for him and talking about it and uh here we are now is the actual equipment that's in climate pledge like historic and, or is it like modern organ no it's uh it, it's brands making new um the and I'll be careful because I can talk about gear forever. Uh, <laughs> so, and I don't know anything. I don't even know where right. I was going with that question. <laughs> so if your eyes start to glaze over, uh, I won't be offended. But um, yeah, so it's a brand. The instrument at uh, Climate Pledge, kind of when they brought me on, um, they were trying to find a way to make even kind of in the arena the organ a little more prominent. It was after kind of the restrictions because, you know, Kraken's first season was still when all the COVID stuff was in. And they were trying to figure out how can we make this more a part of kind of the arena experience. So they're going to try and move and put the organ out in the bowl. So I sit, you know, about halfway up. Um, you know, I've got season ticket holders that are uh, by now are my buddies that sit all around me. Um, but so before they brought me on, they're like, all right, here's what we're trying to do. Here's where it's going to go. Um, if you could pick an instrument that, you know, they could source, you know, would it fit here? What 
would you be looking for that kind of stuff? So me being a gearhead went and, you know, looked up, okay, here's a bunch of different options. Here's whatever, here's what I think would work. Um, so what we have now is basically the, the newest iteration of a Hammond, uh, you know, it's got two keyboards. So this is, um, no one will be able to see this cause it's a podcast, but I've got like an old, you know, from the fifties Hammond sitting behind me. Um, but they run on tubes and there's not really a great way to amplify them without getting a bunch of other noise. Um, you know, different stadiums will have them, but there's a lot of upkeep involved. Uh, a lot of other places will have big kind of theater organs like Lance Luce for the Detroit Red Wings has like a giant Allen organ. Um, but to kind of fit me where the idea was for the season that I came on board for something a little more compact and a little more reliable was going to be more effective so uh the hammond kind of fit the bill so it's a new digital organ it also has like you know pianos and strings and that kind of stuff but i usually keep it on the organ setting and then for claps and um, percussion stuff i've got like a little sample pad off to the side but i've got two manuals so it's two keyboards to work with and oh no we lo we lost them yeah we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. We hear you. Mystery. <laughs> and now we mystery. see you. All right. Yeah. Technology, nice. baby. Yeah. But I, I guess you also answered my follow-up question, like where where they positioned you in the arena and uh, having you right there in that middle bowl makes sense. Uh, that's where the Islanders put, you know, when they built UBS arena, that's where they put Paul mm -hmm. and he's kind of become a face like, like you said, the people around you all know who you are now, and he's right there as you're walking by and, and going to like the tailgate bars and things like that. His, his organ is like front and center, and it's awesome. And I would imagine, though, at times it could be maybe distracting because he kind of has like his own personal security. When I went to the game, he had like someone that was kind of stationed right there so that people didn't come and say like hi to him as the game was going on. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just out there chilling by myself. Uh, but is I think that's honestly been kind of the most exciting or surprising part of all of it is the extent to which, like, especially there's season ticket holders who will be at every game that are around me that, you know, like we've built up a rapport. Um, and it is actually one of the most fun parts is honestly, it's like the people around when they'll get into it or, you know, there's a like the we had a game against the wild yesterday that there is you know a guy who's a kraken fan and his girlfriend was a wild fan and so they were giving her a hard time and you know i was giving her a hard time she was giving it right back so it's like that's honestly i mean that's part of the fun of it is you know giving some mild chirps and all that so uh and like i said no one's no one's given me no one's hassled me or anything and and the other thing is that you know sometimes it makes my job easier because people say oh can you play this and it's like oh yeah i can figure out how to do that and uh, then i don't have to think as hard when someone sitting in a row down says wait oh can i hear this and it uh one less thing i have to try and figure out so wait so a second so you're taking requests mid-game yeah uh it's usually easier <laughs> if i can figure them out during intermissions because you know sometimes during the period uh it can be kind of fast but yeah as for like pre-game or intermissions if someone says hey can you play this then it's like all right well let me go find a recording of it figure it out and then you're good to go so dude I, now i just need to go to a cracking game and sit by you <laughs> and i'm just gonna run up, out. <laughs> run up to you multiple <laughs> times through the game and just like play coheed play like i'm just gonna start just name dropping everyone for you to play on the fly. <laughs> so, so the real question is, and in, in, in regards to the movie Slapshot and Rod Masters, do you play Lady of Spain? 
No, I wanted to let that stay his. You know, that's his, that's his calling card. Plus, I don't have a helmet, so you know, it seems that like an occupational true. hazard. You know, I don't think he ever played it at a Kraken game, though. No, no, he did. Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, some of it, like, well, like I was saying too, that some of it is, you know, different teams will use the organ differently, and so yeah. some places, you know, it gets used more during intermissions, and I think like some of that's work. You know, Rod would play beds during timeouts and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I know other, um, you know, we've got, uh, we'll do kind of like the, I know you've talked about before how New Jersey has like live bands play. Um, we'll do that during intermissions. We'll have, you know, a, every game or, you know, sometimes some of them will come back a couple times, but we'll have uh, bands that'll play during intermissions. But other arenas that don't do that, like they'll have their organist play, you know, for a couple of minutes and stuff. Um, yeah, so there's, you know, sometimes there's some of that stuff that uh, doesn't, if you're just catching the broadcast, it doesn't necessarily always, um, it's not as not as evident what's going on. But uh, when you're in the building, you can see everybody tinkling the old ivories. Now, you you, could, you mentioned how music is incorporated a lot into the game day presentation. And we've talked to Piper and we've talked to some other, uh, you know, Kraken fans who have come out to games and, that that's always the thing that we like to talk about just because Seattle does have a important part of the alternative scene. Kind of they're they're right there at the forefront. Obviously with the bands like you mentioned, the Nirvana, but it's it's deeper than that. And I would say even in the early two thousands with some of the emo music that was coming out, you you had some iconic Seattle bands and we, we can just name drop a bunch, but um, I, I think the fact that C- the Kraken have picked up on this and tried to incorporate it as much as possible just makes music fans kind of happy. And it makes complete sense because of the, the crossover between alternative music and hockey. And that was always my big question mark before you guys got the team. It was like, all right, are they going to do some cool stuff? And so far it's been, a you know, lots lots of hits and not too many misses nice well that's always glad to hear that everything's landing so <laughs> no it is and, and then obviously the the clip of you playing playing some just friends i was like holy crap they're really getting it they're getting it over there in seattle and we, we just need some some gatsby's american dream plays and acceptance <laughs> some uh the home team there there's a yeah, bunch it's, it's on the list Oh, Mikey's so, just mad because they only play Billy Joel songs. I am very mad about that. Cr- yeah, well, that was uh, we played the Islanders and we won an, an eight round shootout, uh, if I might add, uh, a while back. Not to rub it in your face, Mikey, but uh, well, my we're thought terrible was... at the shootout. So if you didn't win, then it would be really bad on the <laughs> Kraken. <laughs> hey, I mean, I have no comment on the uh, Seattle shootout, but uh. Yeah, my thought was it's like, well, what's the opposite of Billy Joel? How can I? <laughs> what is the antithesis to that? To not Sweet channel Caroline. Long Island energy? <laughs> Just rip Sweet Caroline. Yeah. God, I hate that song. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, like I, I, I'm sick of Billy Joel too. I, I just, I, I want some some fresh Long Island music mixed into the Islanders game day presentation, but. As you've probably heard in this podcast, a bunch they don't care. They just keep wanting to shove Billy Joel down our throats. Well, and that's I mean that's I mean it's kind of one of the other exciting things about working for a new team is that 
we're all kind of in on the ground floor and you can start whatever, you know, it's still, you could start whatever you wanted to. It, w- it wasn't kind of locked into so many hard and fast traditions. And obviously you bring in stuff and there's some classic hockey tunes that still get in there. But, um, you know, that's one of the benefits of having a new organization is you can pick a direction and shape it how you want. So we've been able to kind of bring in some, some of that new music, um, and especially you know, some emphasis on some local stuff. Uh, and that's kind of one of the the virtues of having a blank slate to start with. So how many games in advance do you have your kind of skeleton playlist mapped out? Um, so generally, so my day job, luckily I can spend most of my day listening to music, uh, while I'm there. So I'm constantly just listening to stuff and I have like a playlist of a couple hundred songs like, Oh, these would work, you know, at some point. And then usually, um, I don't know about a day or two before the game starts, I'll start actually putting them in like a sub playlist of, okay, here are things that I'm actually going to try and do. Uh, and whenever possible, if, you know, you can throw in as many inside jokes or slight tips of the cap as possible so like we played the hurricanes early in the season and so it's like well i'm gonna play moby dick because before they were the hurricanes they were the whalers so we're gonna go whale hunting we're gonna do some moby dick um and we all know how it ended for captain ahab so it's like well it's not gonna look too good for the whalers you know that kind of stuff which sometimes people will catch up on will catch on to sometimes they won't but that's one of those things that, you know i'm gonna do it because i think it's amusing and you know even if it's only three or four people make the connection it's like well you know hey for those handful of people if they get a nice chuckle uh you know that was worth it and you'd be surprised how much people will pick up on and occasionally there'll be some stuff where it's like oh, i wasn't reading that hard into it but i guess if you found a through line that's great <laughs> but um or like we we're you know playing a lot one of the ways that i get used um in the games is i'll play after opponent goals um again kind of to help with some transition and uh getting our music director let's see my dogs causing problems but um so after a flames goal i played you know by the first flames goal by a fire extinguisher before you need a fire extinguisher by hot mulligan um Uh you know thematically trying to put those flames out so you know stuff like that if a game's come up against a team where some of that works really well um you try and throw that in or you know like the after the oilers got uh, embarrassed by the sharks earlier this season play the jaws theme that kind of stuff so um okay. but you know some sometimes uh so that's some of the thought process that goes into it but sometimes if uh some of those aren't as evident you just kind of pick stuff that is either stuff i like or stuff that's like okay this will probably get a good crowd pop stuff like that go from there i was waiting for the the low-hanging fruit of playing winnipeg and playing benny and the jets oh i've done that yeah <laughs> <laughs> low-hanging fruit <laughs> sometimes uh it's just as tasty you know <laughs> yeah, because you, you do have to be careful because if you're picking, you, you know, a song that kind of is associated with the opposing team. Oh, yeah. You you don't want to give like energy to the opposing team oh, by yeah, playing something not. from their hometown. So, well, like you I do said, that's why have to be, what's the opposite yeah. of Billy Joel, you know. But and we also, you know, you make sure that you look up what the opposing team's goal songs are and you make sure you stay away from that. I think the biggest gaffe I made last year is we were playing the Oilers and I played La Bamba, which I had no way of knowing that was their victory song. And uh, I think I got dragged a little bit for doing that by some Oilers fans, but uh, I learned not to make that mistake. <laughs> that is a very strange goal song for Edmonton. Or it's their victory song or their goal song? Their goal Just their song. victory song. Oh, I think it's their victory song. So, like when they, you know, at, you know, if they win at the end of the game that's what they throw on but you know so there's yeah like you said you have to be careful you don't want to 
you don't want to do too much to kind of hype up the the other side of it. But do you know what the Islanders victory song is, Justin? Piano Man? No, like Florence <laughs> Nightingale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once again, makes zero sense. <laughs> I thought you thought it was going to be the the song of Saigon or whatever that sad one Billy Joel has. No, no, Florence Nightingale. Good, good Ooh, times. That's yeah. Depressing. But Benny, I do want to talk uh, kind of growing up in the, the Chicago suburbs and the rich music history there as well. But before we do that, I do want to let everyone know about DraftKings. So bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. We got a bunch of Islander games coming up. Islanders are sick and, sitting in a playoff spot, surprisingly. So perfect time to throw down some money on the Durs and download the DraftKings Sportsbook, Sportsbook app using promo code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467 369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See draftkings.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved. So yeah, Benny, we mentioned how you're from the Chicago suburbs, and obviously you can't talk about the Chicago suburbs without talking about Fallout Boy, which was kind of what got Chicago on my map in the early 2000s. So, obviously, Fallout Boy is an arena band at this point, but one of my favorite stories that I love to share is I saw them at a, you know, 500-cap room here on Long Island where, you know, they weren't getting radio play. They didn't have, like, videos. Song titles on... were too long to fit in the scroll, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the song titles were super I don't even long. think we had the radios that scrolled yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah true that yeah like it wasn't fitting on your ipad your ipad shuffle or whatever it was what was that one that didn't even have a screen oh yeah, was the ipod shuffle the little tiny ones the clip yeah ones. that one but <laughs> you know what what was it like uh being kind of front and center for that were you too young for the fallout boy resurgence <laughs> there um so i mean like i'm trying to think i don't make you i don't want to make you feel don't want to make you feel too old um <laughs> And like part of it's I I think I came kind of to that chunk of the scene a little older, um, you know definitely by the time I was in like high school you know that was the era when you'd you'd have Fall Out Boy and My Chem um, was like at that point was like top forty um, kind of airplay so it was definitely around in that sense um, but you know I think I got more into the alternative scene. Um, and kind of, you know, pop punk emo music by the time I got to college, um, that, uh, so like I went to school at university of Illinois or Urbana champagne, 
uh, which uh, Urbana, Illinois is famously the location of the American football house, uh, yep. which when I was there, it was the uh, trombone section of the marching band uh, had some members that lived there. So like the first, uh, you know, big like college uh, get together uh, that I attended was at the American football house. Uh, and so <laughs> kind of wild. my so my intro to a lot of kind of the more of like the emo scene was actually through. Um, you know, hearing some of those stories when I was in school and, um, you know, a lot of it was just like I'd have I had a hard drive and, you know, you'd meet a bunch of friends and find out they're in, you know, a little bit different kind of music and figure out like, oh, well, can you give me, you know, stuff that you like? I don't care what it is. Uh, and if it's stuff that I don't have, then I can kind of devour that and get into it. So um, or even like, again, you talk about like the Fall Boy connection. You know, one of my good friends is freshman year roommate went to you know Wilmette high school so he had like all the early like before they blew up recordings because you know when he in high school that was the big thing is like oh fall boy went to our high school so they had they were super into it so it's like i got you know was it from under the cork tree and like some of that a little earlier stuff that, or fall boys night out with your girlfriend that mm -hmm. i was like yeah so i got that was kind of my introduction into some of that earlier stuff and then you, know, you have friends that turn you out to l 10 11 and then, like I said, your American football connection. I had other friends that pointed me in the direction of the deer hunter. Um, so, you know, it's that was kind of where I came into it, which I mean, is, you know, I think truly the beautiful part of kind of the alternative scene is like, yeah, it's a thing that you do like with your buddies and your friends and you find out kind of through word of mouth and go from there and broaden your horizons and um, all that kind and of And then stuff. you mentioned bands like the deer hunter and then it's like how many different directions can that take you in like, oh absolutely oh then you discover the receiving end of sirens which was one of my favorite bands in high school and like yeah. that that's i think what's most fun about alternative music is kind of the the little directions Allie. you can go and alleys you can go after you find that like one band that you like and then you're like Oh, what record label are they on? And then you go down that rabbit hole. Well, and that's so many ex like. That's exactly to, how I got like music. way more into it was I had a friend who told me about Harvey Danger, which is a little more of just kind of the general alt rock scene. But they did a reissue of where uh, No Sleep did a reissue of Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone? And so uh, that's what I did, like a little dabbling in record collecting, not much. But so like I was like, well, I'm going to buy that record. And then while I was on No Sleep's page, you go and you poke around and see what else is there. And, you know, stumble across like the Swellers and into it over it. And then, so I went down into it over at Rabbit Hole and, you know, that super into um, everything Evan Weiss does. So then it's like, well, yeah. he plays in there, they're there and stay ahead of the weather. Um, and, you know, yeah, it's exactly like what you're saying is that you you find a label that puts out stuff that you're into and uh it really kind of opens a bunch of doors and you can just kind of keep following down different different paths and discover a bunch of new good stuff amen that that's what we love to do and uh i just want to follow up and make sure i was hearing this correctly are you saying that you would go to like house parties with an external hard drive <laughs> like oh uh, no not, not like a house party <laughs> but uh nah that wasn't that wasn't that dorky but um, no, but just like friends I'd meet that would be into like different kind of music than I was, you know, I would at some point not at a house party, you know, meet up with them like for lunch or something or go over to their house and say, Hey, you know, here's a hard drive, you know, whenever you have time, load up some stuff on it. Um, this was, I think like before Spotify was a huge thing and I've always been a big advocate for physical media because who knows how, you know, long anything on the internet's going to stay there. And it's like, well, this way, if, uh, 
you know, if, if you're without internet or something, it's like, I still have, uh, you know, I can still listen to everything that I've got. So, and like I said, it was a good way to discover music at that time when it was just before, you know, the algorithm really took over was, and plus then you have people to vet it that are, it's like, all right, I know you're going to some good stuff, like lay it on me. So. I remember and, back in like 2000, like I remember my first, I got my first like iPod video that was like the 200 gig, mm -hmm. um, iPod like 2007 and I, I ran that thing into the ground like with how much music that I had on it and I remember the first car I ever had that had a USB slot it was like it was like my 2012 like Hyundai and I remember it like way before Apple CarPlay and all this stuff I would take like my what 500 gigabyte hard drive that just had music on it plug it into my car and I could search with everything on the little touch screen and I just had tons of music on there, whatever I wanted to listen to. And then Spotify came out and I was like, I'm going to put this away. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Things we would have to do. It's funny because uh, our other co-host, Tom, who's not here tonight, but he had an extensive iTunes library. Like I couldn't yep. even and it was so organized he was like so OCD particular level. yeah ocd about I, his i know what that's library. like uh -huh. and there was this thing back in the early 2000s that aol instant messenger or as we know was, aim yeah so you would be able to like if tom was online and like you would like send them a message or whatever and like that little screen pops up if you went into like file and then found like uh file share i was able to go into his itunes library and download anything i wanted from it oh that's legit and, and i'm sure you know all the rights management people like oh my god we got to shut that down but you know but no one really knew about it yeah and i started like telling my friends who were into this type of music at music i was like hey I got a buddy back home and this is when I'm in college. So none of my, my college friends even knew who he was. Nice. And I was like, here, send him a, a AM, AIM message. <laughs> Say you're my friend. And then you can just rip whatever music you want from him. And he's got the good stuff. Like he had stuff that yeah. wasn't even out yet. And like, he had so much music. Demos and that was and the, bootlegs. And, oh yeah. yeah. You yep. name it. And that's how, and even like, <laughs> I'm on my wife's uh, work computer, but she like carried over her iTunes account from college, and I can just go through there and see all the albums that even she took from him. <laughs> yeah, so nice. <laughs> yep, I, I I love just reminiscing about the the early 2000s. Like, yeah, Spotify is so convenient and like, but it's so much less fun. It, it is so much less fun. It really is so much less fun. Even and, like MySpace, being able to go and like go to your friend's page and see what top songs they put on their MySpace page and be able to like, oh, what's this band? What's this band? What's this band? And be able to like friend them on MySpace, then find out more about them. It was just really awesome. Well, and like you said, it's 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 always more exciting when it's not just something feeding you a song to listen to. It's like, oh, this is like a friend of mine. And now we can both be super into this thing that sometimes it feels like, oh, we're the only two people who know about this. Uh, <laughs> and then you can just go and evangelize for like I legitimately tell I think everybody I know, like, oh, you should go listen to Just Friends. It's pretty different than most things, but it's good. So you'll like it, you know. 
Yep, that's one thing we love to do also is try to tell all our friends about the next band before everyone else knows about them. Yeah, that's get like in. Yeah. The get in before everyone else knows. And yeah. that that's my my kind of pride and joy moment is that Fallout Boy story because <laughs> there was something special about them. They played this really small venue on Long Island. This is 2002 maybe, maybe 2003. And seeing that show before you know obviously they go on and play arenas and stuff is just like the coolest thing that i could say not many people can say that they saw a band that that's like massive now in Uh such a small room yeah well it's just there's i think there's a there's like a hyper local version of like the onion that uh you know, it's very, it's like, you know, run by people in Seattle that there's a joke that it's like, oh, there's something about like the one guy at the bar who will tell you all about the time he saw Nirvana play in a room of 12 people that it's like, yeah, but around here, there's people who did it. So, yeah. Well, the crazy thing is we, we have this DIY music festival that we've started with this podcast. And this past year, we had it at this historic venue here in Charlotte, which has been around since 1969. But it is truly a hole in the wall. Like it is in a bad area of town. It doesn't really make sense how it has stayed there and it is disgusting, but it's beautiful in the same token. You have to protect it at all costs and you, you protect it at all costs. (laughs) And one of their things is that Nirvana played there. Yeah. And how many venues do you think are still functioning in this country right now? that nirvana played at i would say it's probably on you know in the tens maybe 20s but like an under 300 cap venue yeah. that nirvana oh yeah and at. it's under 300 cap right yeah yeah it's pretty cool and then david grohl played there not not in foo fighters but what, 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 it, was what his, was it? it was his other band before he joined nirvana had I played at the venue might have still been living in virginia when it happened to forever ago yeah <laughs> and Good buckle lucky in the fucks <laughs> yeah we My we had this whole band. segment of just uh is it a real band or a made-up band who has played the milestone and <laughs> yeah. we would just go through and find the most ridiculous bands that have played there <laughs> and buck what was it buck galopsy and the fucks yeah, Buck Biloxi and the Fucks. And then Buck Biloxi uh, recently lost the Fucks. He has no more Fucks to give. Controversy. touring is Buck Biloxi. Nice. Yeah. But that is a real band that played the He came through there. town not too long ago. <laughs> yep. So um, I, I guess uh, talking about going to shows in the Chicago and, and even the, the Seattle scene, um, did that start in college as well? Any historic... Uh, shows that you remember i'm trying to think i don't know that anything i don't know that anything i ever did was historic and like growing up i mean i don't know i was again suburbs but very much like basically out in the cornfields so anything down in the city was a bit of a hike and also like you know i was a pretty quiet nerdy kind of kid and like you know there was a bunch of stuff that i think i would have leaned kind of into the into the scene a little bit more earlier but it's like eh, it's i have to explain to my parents like hey can you guys let me grow my hair out and i said it wasn't a battle i was gonna fight so it was definitely that started more kind of was in college um or even out in seattle uh like i said i don't think anything historic but i think 
to this day, one of the just most impressive shows I've seen was when Into Whatever it was touring standards and it was them and it's a beautiful place in the world. Uh, the world's a beautiful place and I'm not afraid to die. Um, played at uh, the Crocodile. We're talking about, you know, historic Seattle venues that, um, you know, kind of one of those things where you go and see. I, I often have the reaction of going to going to watch bands play of, you know, any genre and it's always just when you can catch them in kind of those small venues and it's like how many people are there that don't know about this because this is one of the greatest things i've ever seen and it's in a small room and you're right there and again i'm like i'm a big gear guy so i'm always trying to scope out what people are using or i'm also a drummer so you talk about the world's a beautiful place and you know josh barks touring into it over it's like oh those are two just insane caliber drummers and you're right up next to it and you can see it and try and figure out how in the world they're doing what they're doing uh. Yeah, that that's that's the beautiful thing too is is going to those smaller rooms and being right up front and center and having that intim intimate experience. Absolutely love it. So, um, I guess before we let you go, um, how would how would like a bar down breakdown former guest kind of slide into your DMs and let you uh, know about some of their tracks that maybe uh, you could play during a game. Oh, I mean, pretty easily. Uh, I think they're open. Okay. So it's a matter of finding it down. It's, uh, you know, as much as it's anymore, it's like, well, you, you hate being online, but it's just kind of a, a necessary evil sometimes. And, you know, especially in a job like this, it's useful to get feedback from people. Um, like I'd mentioned earlier that you'll play some stuff. I mean, a lot of times it's like, well, it's just for me and no one else. But then someone will go, did you just play that? I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. I did. And people <laughs> realize it. So it's like, oh, all right, keep, keep at it. Um, I have a Twitter that is useful that's i feel like that's generally a little easier for like commenting on stuff um but you know anymore any of those places are just a bummer to be on but you know yeah i'm always open to suggestions or if you're at a kraken game and you can come find me you know let me know and i'll see you see what i can do so so do you know like the next few games what you're playing any any good ones coming up um i do have um I've got it figured out. And like, sometimes like, you know, I'll have a set list and you don't get to everything on it. But when I figured out, but I haven't snuck in yet is um, watching all your friends get rich by the home team. Oh, that'd be sick. It's oh. going to go in pretty soon. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff in a related uh, genre that's coming up. But, you know, and like I said, it's not all it's not all fun. Alternative. Uh, if I could just play all, the entirety of King Park by La Dispute, I'd do it. But I think oh, uh, you people, imagine, though, but I think people would get a little. I think my boss would be like, what in the world are you trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> so. Start playing, pl start playing albums front to back. That that would yeah. be some epic move right there. You could probably but, get uh, away with like stuff off of. Um, uh, God, I can't even remember the the song title, but like you can play like Andrea or uh, like such small hands from Law Dispute. You can probably get away with some of that stuff. No, oh, and in like I don't know, kind of the beautiful thing about having an organ is that you can, you know, a there's no lyrics, so it's easier yeah. to play some stuff that's a little that otherwise you'd have to edit it uh, like a piece of Swiss cheese. Uh, so I can play some of that stuff, and it's you know, as long as it sounds good on organ, even if people aren't going to recognize it, I still enjoy what to listen to. Um, yeah. which is kind of the fun thing. And like I said, that's part of it is you might be able to expose people to something. I don't know what that was, but it sounded interesting. What song was that? And if you can say that and then point some in the right direction and they might learn, learn something new. Now, do you prefer playing songs that already have organs or like piano parts, or do you like doing it yourself where you, you got a song that normally you wouldn't think would make sense being on the organ and then making it your own? 
Uh, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. So stuff that already has it or is simple, uh, it's easier to like figure out. So like, you know, Taylor Swift or other like pop stuff that's usually like four chords. It's like, okay, if I need to like learn something quickly, I can get that done and add it to the list. Um, it's more fun to do some tricky stuff. Uh, so like one of the, the use cases that I have during game is, you know, during first intermission, they'll have like a happy birthday screen up on the video screens. And so I'll play under that, you know, usually you play happy birthday, but that gets bored and gets a little old. Uh, and sometimes they will be like, 20 names and such a lot of time to fill so you have to try and think of well, what are some other songs uh so i'm close to having f it figured out but uh happy birthday by tiny moving parts which is again one that yeah. i don't think people are going to realize and like a lot of the obstacles you run into sometimes is that like especially on something like that when you have like a lot of like noodly open tuning guitar stuff if you think about it like on a guitar two strings next to each other are like you can basically play half an octave apart and your fingers are in the same spot uh to do that on a keyboard you have to jump around a lot more so like <laughs> and one in particular there's like a spot where it's like in order to make this sound right you have to jump like an octave while playing pretty quickly um but when you can figure it out it makes it all the more rewarding to be able to do that um and like there's other stuff that like things with good lead lines work better than stuff that's super like chunky like distorted power chords uh because you don't have quite that rich sonic stuff on an organ sometimes so if you're just playing chords it can sound open so stuff with leads works a little bit better but you know there's always stuff that it's a matter of trying to figure out this is going to be tricky to figure out but if i can do it it'll be pretty neat and at least a rewarding experience one of these days i need to figure out how to um get down with the sickness going because i think that would be an exciting one to come out of an organ if i can figure out how to coordinate the drums and everything else but that would be fun You'd even do for the birthday one, um, senses fail, uh, irony of dying on your birthday. <laughs> that one would be a good one too. And it has like a pretty good lead line that you can kind of like dive into it with it too. Yeah, I'll I'll uh I'll scope it out. But <laughs> yeah, so that I mean like I said, it's there's some stuff it's easy to get figured out, some stuff's harder, but those are the ones that are more fun when you get it figured out. I just thought of another good birthday one, uh heart attack man, leap year. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and also we have a game on leap year, so I'll, uh, or on leap day. Oh, this year. So, so that, would that, that, that would be that would be like multi-dimensional. That's like there, uh, yeah. uh huh. What's the Spider-Man stuff that they got multiverse. going on? The the multiverse. Yeah, into the leap year. So yeah, so yeah. deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, Benny, man, this has been a bunch of fun, and sorry if we're asking a bunch of like nerdy fan questions, but uh. You no, know. I mean, I trust me, you're talking to uh, I put an entire set list together for Black Friday. That was all songs that had the word black in the title. So if you're there's nothing too nerdy or, you know, yeah, this is well, not, you've, come to the, you've come to the right place. If you want to ask nerdy questions, it's not very often we get an organist on on the podcast. I'm going to yeah, say you're you know, going to be our only one ever. Yeah, I'm just going to throw it out. There. You mean the alternative, you know, hardcore scene isn't really reliant on the Hammond organ. That's kind of a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> well we found one like we also found an e-bug goalie who's a vegan straight edge like Beautiful. dude in mosh retirement and so he plays in a and he plays in a in a saves the day cover band with matt from the wonder years and the guy Beautiful. from valley who beautiful <laughs> yeah so we we've some somehow found a lot of these people and like i, I said just, it's, 
It's an interesting Venn diagram, but the the circles meet somewhere and you just got to find it. Amen. Well, Benny, man, where can everyone find you so that they can start flooding your DMs and your notif- uh, your mentions with some recommendations? Yeah, you can find me at either Instagram or Twitter, uh, just at, at Benny Drawbars. Uh, Drawbars is D-A- dr well i can't spell you can figure it out uh, uh or if you're in section 120 at climate pledge arena uh come come flag me down now have you started making like playlists or anything that people can follow not yet i thought about uh i thought about putting together kind of a like oh here's everything i played this year so far but uh i haven't quite gotten my act together but it's on the, it's on no, the to-do I, list i will follow that that sounds it, it, awesome it, it would be a very jarring experience to listen to it on shuffle because you there's a, a wide breadth of <laughs> of genres, but it'll be exciting. So, so Benny, I know I know that every everybody always tells people never Google yourself. Yeah. But uh it's funny, do you wear that hat at every Kraken game that you play? Uh, most of them. Sometimes like I'll wear like a suit or uh again, because I love a bit and putting more effort into things than should be, uh I've put like last year for new, we had a game on new year's so i wore like mm-hmm. a like tuxedo and a top hat and all that kind of stuff but <laughs> usually i wear this hat yeah so there's a there's a post on reddit from a year Uh-oh. ago that talks about the the new organist for the seattle kraken that you can finally see and it's the worst picture i've ever seen it is super blurry because they tried to zoom in all the way but you can you can make out a flannel shirt and that bright blue hat behind yeah. the organ and glowing reviews you gotta look at oh up. that's good i did last year i made a mistake and like not out of any sense of ego just of trying to figure out like is what i'm doing landing or are people confused by what's happening i did uh do a google search once and there was someone else on reddit who was trying to blame me for face-off losses because i played too long <laughs> and like had a clip of the broadcast saying that like oh john forsland is complaining about the organ but like if you watched it back it was actually no he's saying he loves it and wants more yeah. of it but that was still just a very confusing experience that I decided I don't think I need to do this because like, listen, if I was causing them, if I had the power to make them lose face offs, I would have the power to make them win face offs and score all the time. I don't have that much yeah. control over what happens. <laughs> Sounds like a hockey but, fan. It yeah. sure does. Well, <laughs> got to have something to complain about, right? Yeah, always. Oh, yeah. It's funny to hear Islander fans complaining right now when the team's in second place. They're like, wait, how do we do this? How do we complain, but yet still be in a, a very good playoff spot? You but they're figuring, uh-huh. they're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. But Benny, man, thanks again for hanging. And uh, we'll be following along and, you know, just keep tagging us or whatever when you, yeah, you we'll drop do. in some alternative uh, hits so we can share them with our listeners as well because I, I i can't wait to hear the home team one that's gonna be sweet nice i'll make sure to grab recording for you and uh yeah thanks for having me on it's a true honor let me tell you hey you're, you're telling us man thank you so much for <laughs> hanging so um we'll keep in touch and thanks again man take care peace yeah,